Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to the Evan Roberts Podcast, the NBA predictions episode. And for the second straight year, I am joined by the face of VEASAN and the face of Mad Dog Radio. Oh, boy. He hosts the show The Rap, and that is my friend Patrick Maher. Patrick, welcome, sir. Bro, let's do this. It's an honor to be here. How are you? I'm fantastic. I am so freaking giddy about this NBA season, and I'm not just saying that because I'm a Net fan. No, you are just saying it because you're okay, a Nets fan. Okay, fine. I'm saying it because I'm a Net fan, and I can at least have this prayer or this dream of you know Kevin Durant appearing in the middle of March and leading my team to an NBA championship. But no, seriously, bro, this is the most open the NBA has ever been in my lifetime. Is that a fair statement? A hundred percent. I feel like in years past, we would do an NBA preview, and for the most part, we knew what the finals would be. Like, we yes. knew, okay, Golden State's going to be there. You know, maybe the Rockets scare them. We know LeBron's going to be there when he was with Cleveland. You know, maybe somebody scares them. And so, yeah, we would spend all this time talking about the Utah Jazz and the Denver Nuggets and the Detroit Pistons and my Nets, and it would basically be a waste of time. This is the first time where I think I can make a somewhat coherent case on 12 different teams getting to the NBA Finals. And let's be fair to you. So he's into his Nets, obviously. But when the Nets are struggling, he's still driving from the middle of nowhere in New York to Brooklyn with season tickets to watch his lowly Nets. Okay, so you've earned this year. Thank you. Thank you've you. earned this year. That's what I'm going to say. You've earned this year. And by the way, I totally agree with you as far as the openness. Uh, but it is crazy when you sent me that picture of Durant and you said it looks fake. And you <laughs> sent me. So the, so the Nets did their team photo. Right. And there was a picture of Durant in a Nets jersey. And when you sent it, you wrote, it looks fake. And as I'm looking at it, I, I thought to myself, that looks Photoshopped. Yeah, I know. It looks know. so weird. The whole thing feels, even now, and Durant and Kyrie Irving are Brooklyn Nets. And it's still the whole thing feels weird to me. And, you know, we could talk a little bit about the Nets because they are kind of a national story. They're a big part of the NBA in 2019-2020. But I've shared with you that I've never been a big fan of Kyrie Irving. I don't think you've been a big fan of Kyrie Irving. But I think what's been surreal over the last few months is that star players don't come to my team. Like that, that has never happened. The biggest net free agent signing before this was nowhere near the stratosphere of signing a guy like Kyrie Irving and obviously Kevin Durant. So I have grown over the last few months, not to love Kyrie Irving. I'm not a complete phony, but get excited about the idea of Kyrie Irving, the idea of a multi-time all-star, a guy in his prime coming to my team on his own. Jason Kidd was traded here. He didn't want to come here. Darren Williams, who, by the way, sucked, was traded here. He didn't want to come here. Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce, they were traded here. This is the first time, bro, where Star said, you know where I want to play? I want to play for the freaking Nets, and I still can't get over that. I'm still pinching myself over When it that. went down, your reaction, you were at a Mets game, I think. I was driving to a Sunday night Mets-Braves game, and I almost drove off the road. 
Wait, hold on now. Yeah. There, were, there was obviously speculation it was going to happen. And with the way things leak so much now. Didn't believe felt, it. You, you still didn't believe no. it? No. Dude, well, I'm Okay, so fan. in your mind before it happened, was it 30%? Uh, so I never believed it could happen. Yeah, it was probably like 10 or 15%. And, and here's the truth. So uh, obviously the fantasy of Durant and Kyrie Irving coming had been around for a while. I was still enjoying the Nets season last year because they had a very good year. They won 42 games. That came out of nowhere, making the playoffs. Good young team. I was really into it. They were a very exciting team. And throughout that run in the back of your mind, you're thinking, hey, I wonder if you know a big free agent would want to join this roster. When Durant got hurt, when he tore his Achilles, my initial feeling was, all right, I'm out. I don't want to go after him. And every day that went by, I started to kind of drip towards effort. Just go sign him. Because my rationalization was, if we get Tobias Harris, who I love, I'm a big fan of Tobias Harris, yep. and you keep D'Angelo Russell and you say, okay, let's go, am I ever going to win an NBA championship? And the answer is probably No. So sometimes in life, you've got to take that risk. And obviously, there's a lot of risks attached to this, not just from Kyrie Irving, but the health of Kevin Durant. But by the time we got to the Friday before, and obviously all these signings went Sunday, I was all in. I mean, I, it's all I could talk about. Everything I would say to my wife was about Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant. Oh, I was lucky, so... Lucky lady. Oh, she... she listen, she, she had no idea what Kevin Durant was. Now she knows all about him. <laughs> knows everything about this guy. And by Sunday at 3 o'clock when the speculation started to run rampant that he was going to make a decision and he was thinking about Brooklyn, bro, even then I didn't believe it. Hey, just tell Sylvia to be nice to him on Twitter. You know, it's not the two <laughs> most likable guys. Kyrie, honestly, it's it's just more of a narcissism thing. But we'll give him a – it's like one of those things that once he's part of your family, yes. you can talk bad about him. When other people do, you're going to defend him. I get it. The question is – and we're going to move on to the West. Let's start with the West here. Yes. The question is – you still have an unproven coach. Is Kenny A going to get this team to defend this year? That was a horrific defensive team last year. Well, the one thing I liked about last year, and hopefully they build on it, is I saw improvements throughout the season. I saw them get better and better. I thought some of his rotation decisions were awful, and that's because he had this drug called Jared Dudley, and now that oh, drug gosh. is out of his system because now it's in L.A., so he can't go back to the Jared Dudley drug. But Look, we'll get to the Nets when we get to the East. I just enjoyed the fact, not about winning a championship this year because they have a lot of questions they need to answer. You laid out one of them about the coach. I just enjoyed the fact that we became a oh, relevant no, discussion in the NBA. But look, you mentioned the West. And hold, oh, wait, wait, hold on. Should yes. we start with how'd you, how'd you finish last year on the predictions? Uh, I Do you have, you have the report? Yeah, I'll tell you exactly. I mean, look. Everybody picked Golden State. I picked Golden State. The right. team that I thought would play them was the Milwaukee Bucks. I was very high on the Bucks before the season. I looked, I, I looked smart throughout the year, but the bottom line is they flamed out. Uh, they flamed out one round too short against Toronto in the conference finals. That's about so I was That's wrong. That's a nice run for a prediction. Listen. It was a good run. It wasn't a bad run. I had my Nets winning 35 games. I undershort that one. Yeah, you did. You did. You sold them short. All right. So you had the Bucks and Warriors, obviously not a winner. Uh, do you want to give any of the individual as far as the others, or do you just want to move on to the predictions? Uh, let me see. Like, if is I... there anything that you really missed on, or is there anything that you really did well? Well, on? like you did well on our football predictions from last year. Oh, thank you. You know what the problem is, and I think this is a part of why this year is so much fun. When you look back at the NBA predictions from last year, you notice that there isn't a lot that you could be right or wrong right. about no, because everything was very predictable. And I think that was part of the problem and maybe the lack of fun 
in talking about the NBA, a sport I love, a sport you love, over the last couple of years, there was never really anything that you can go out that it much. It really came on. down to who's going to who's seven, who's eight. I mean, you know what I mean? It's like yeah. the Pistons sneak in, those type of teams. Yeah, and look, when we did football, because you joined me for our football predictions, you were getting on me saying, oh, how boring. You picked the Saints and the Patriots. And I said to you, I get it's boring, but it's how I honestly feel. This... This exercise, because I spent a few days and I write it down. You know this. I geek out. Yes. I write down all my predictions. And, dude, I kept changing it because I kept changing my mind. I could not figure out how to rank the eight Western Conference teams. First of all, I couldn't figure out which eight teams would make the playoffs. I was good on seven of them. I had a tough time figuring out the eighth. And then the order, dude, I was all over the place. And then figuring See, that's out the who difference wins. this year. The order, even one through three in, in, in both conferences, the order's different. Like last year, it was just about the seventh or eighth team who's going to get in. This right. year, the eight are completely, you could intersperse. I mean, it's insane. Do you We're, want me to count down? Yeah, how do you want to start here? We're going to start with the Western Conference. Yeah. I'd rather you, why don't we just start eight to one? Okay. Eight to one. I'm okay. buying the Pelicans making the playoffs this year. I, I'm buying it. First of all, the deal they made for Anthony Davis, and they were in a tough spot to have to make that trade. I think they walked away like bandits. I like Ingram. I like Ball. And I think both of those guys in a way, I mean, you saw these guys firsthand living in California. I think they needed a better situation. I think they needed to get away from the L.A. spotlight. And I think getting to play with Zion Williamson, who in the preseason, I know you can't get nuts about the preseason. The guy looks like everything we think he can be. And so I'm just imagining freaking Lonzo Ball and Zion Williamson running the floor. I think they've got enough talent. They made a few underrated moves. Remember, they brought in J.J. Redick, which obviously damaged Philadelphia in a big way. They signed my guy, Derek Favors, who's turned into a solid player. I think they're a very deep team. I think they're a good team. I think they can win 45 games and make the playoffs as the eighth seed. It's Drew Holiday's team now, too. It's interesting. They're starting five. You know, the coach scares me a little bit. But Lonzo, Drew Holiday, backcourt, uh, Brandon Ingram, Zion, Derek Favors. See, that's a little bit of a sneaky under-the-radar pickup. I, you know, key reserves as far as Redick and Josh Hart. It's a team. It, it may be a t- bit top-heavy, but it's a playoff team. I like New Orleans as well. They're a good team, man. I mean, I, I like I mean, that. Griffin did an amazing job, although he did fall ass-backwards until a lot of this. Yeah, no, absolutely. The but, desperation of the Lakers and then obviously Zion. But you're right. Look, that backcourt of Lonzo and Drew Holiday, because you kind of forget about him. He's one of the last man standings. That's a damn good backcourt. I mean, it's his team, too. Yeah. Because you know, Lonzo, and, I, and I, I don't know about you, but I've always been, I think Lonzo can be special. I think so, too. I think so, too. I think Lonzo's court vision and playmaking ability is going to improve with a larger role, and I think he could be special. Yeah, and I think his jump shot's naturally going to get better. Oh, I, mean, I, I 100% agree. So I like New Orleans. And he's a good defender. Game. Yeah. Oh, and that, that, that is something that's underrated right. and important in this league. New Orleans, eight. Who's seven? The Golden State Warriors. <laughs> what do you find so funny about that? What part just, is funny? No, I love you trolling me because we did the NFL one and I was killing you for being obvious. And now you're throwing Golden State at seven because you're trying to troll me. No, I, what, 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 hold on a second. I don't even know what's troll worthy about this. What is troll worthy about the Warriors being the seven seed? Are they better than that? Am I supposed to say that? The three you, know, seed? you know what it is? You know what it is? You're just bitter about D'Angelo. Absolutely not. In fact, let me go further. Let me give you a spoiler. Can I give you a spoiler? Oh, I'd love one. The Golden State Warriors are going to be the seven seed. They're going to be in the Western Conference Finals. 
Okay, so you like them struggling regular season, starting to get momentum. Okay, here's the, better. Okay, here's the thing go. about them, okay? Because this is very, very important. This is why I think these predictions are fun. This isn't just name the best teams and, oh, yeah, those are the best teams and they're going to be playing in the conference finals. They are not a deep team right now, obviously, with missing Clay Thompson. They're just not. I mean, right. they're starting five. They, they add D'Angelo, and I think it's going to take time for D'Angelo and Curry to figure things out in the backcourt, and Draymond Green is fine. Kevon Looney, Willie Cauley-Stein, Alfonso McKinney. What else are we talking about? And obviously, I laugh more just the idea of where they are right now. Not to the fact that I think it's crazy you have them at seven, because I still think they're a postseason team. But yeah. I just kind of laugh because of what we've expected over the last five years. Now, I do like what they've done. I'm not as high on D'Angelo Russell. Maybe you can speak on this better. Uh, I don't know if he fits necessarily. I think Willie Cauley-Stein's good. I think Draymond's going to be motivated. Uh, I think Looney, the big man back. It's it's still a postseason team. I just, again, you like them maturing a little bit more than I, I don't know where they're going to be well here's the problem i think their lack of depth and the fact that steph curry is going to have to play balls to the wall and play 38 minutes a night is going to make the regular season a grind and honestly and this is a weird thing to ever say in the nba but i really feel this way i wonder how much this struggle is going to be in making the playoffs obviously picking them as a seven seed i don't think they're making it going away i think it's going to be a struggle but i think once they get there and i expect clay to play that's the thing. I expect Clay Thompson to come back and be a factor in the playoffs. And between the postseason experience, the fact that you don't need as much depth once you get to April and May basketball. They have Steph Curry. And He's they have so Steph underrated. Curry. It's, it's disgusting how underrated he is. I know a lot of people saying it won't be a major surprise if they don't make the postseason. Listen, that is a brutal conference. The Golden State Warriors, because of Steph, Enough said, we'll make the postseason. No, and I think they are too, but I don't think it's going to be easy. I'm not picking them as a one, two, or three seed. I don't think they're winning 60 games. I think the West is so good, and Steph is going to be asked to do a lot. Now, I think he's going to be able to do it, and I think he's got a great chance to win the MVP because of that, but they are not a deep basketball team. I mean, they're not nearly as deep as half the teams in the Western Conference, but I do think Steph's going to be good enough to lead them to the postseason, and once they get there, I don't want to play them. All right, eight's New Orleans, seven is San Francisco Warriors because they are number six. I'm going with the Trailblazers. They'll make the playoffs again. Uh, I'm concerned about Hassan Whiteside. I don't know how that dynamic is going to be. It feels like with that Damian Lillard-led team, they could put anybody in their locker room and it's not going to be an issue. I wonder about Hassan Whiteside because I saw what happened in Miami. Obviously, they have the excellent backcourt of Lillard and McCollum. Um, Up front, big changes. Aminu, Harkless, I believe, gone. Yeah, they lost Um, depth at the stretch four position. They used to have a million stretch fours. Now they they don't have many. So they, 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 they hurt themselves. They're not as good as they were last year. That's a fair, especially with Nurkic being out. A lot of it depends on that Zach Collins kid stepping up. I like Zach Collins, um, but it does depend on him stepping up. You know, Stotts has been there forever. It's just a team. It's funny you put them at six because it's like they feel like a five, six. They were better last year, obviously, but they just get it done. You know, they, they, the, the backcourt, it's almost antiquated how they approach it, but it, they, literally every year they just get it done. Stotts has been there forever. Yeah, and they, they always seem to be underrated. They always seem to have I a agree. very low over-under number. They always seem to pass. I have him in that 50 win range and getting in as a six seed. All right. That's the, you know what? That was enough talk about Portland. Yeah, I'm serious. Number five, the Los Angeles Lakers. Okay. And I don't want to overjudge what I saw in China. Okay. Cause I watched every second, obviously. What's of going Nets, on Lakers. in China? <laughs> I'm not talking politics. I mean, God forbid the government comes after me. Can they have more than one kid? Anyway, move on. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, look, LeBron James is still, 
close to being LeBron James. That's the thing, though, I keep hearing. I, I actually, before I did this podcast about three days ago, Patrick, you'll like this. I started polling everybody around the radio station of WFAN. I started asking people, don't think too much about this. What do you think the NBA Finals is going to be? Right? Just to get a sense of... What was the consensus? There was no consensus. That was the funny part. There was literally... The only consensus is, here's Roberts doing what he does again because he is the biggest nerd at the station. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Why is Evan asking me this? But I asked this question to Mike, to Mike Francesa. All right. Uh, Kid? Okay. Um... You know, I never really thought about it. That was his first response. <laughs> That's save some time. When I asked Mike, don't think about it. Just give me an answer. Who's going to play in the final? I haven't had a chance to think about it yet. But then he went on about LeBron, and he gave this opinion that I, I heard Joe give, my radio partner, Mike is giving. A lot of people have given this, and that's LeBron's on a mission. LeBron is going to have a monster, monster season. He missed the playoffs last year. He had a lot of time to rest up. Uh, we are going to see a motivated LeBron James. And I think that's a cute little opinion to have. I understand why people think that. But here's my skepticism, bro. LeBron James is getting older. I can't just assume. Dude, it's 16 seasons. Yeah. Injuries are now a question. Let's be realistic. I-, I can't assume that because LeBron James wants to and because he's motivated from the embarrassment of last year that he's going to lead the Lakers to 60 wins and flat out they're not that deep of a basketball okay, team. Okay, so that's the thing. I don't have a problem with LeBron and Davis. I think their chemistry is going to be ridiculous. But this season is going to be decided by their supporting cast. No, and co- listen, no question. Dwight, even adding Dwight Howard to the mix makes me want to drop out of contention as far as the West is concerned because he just ruins things when he gets there. I do like Danny Green. I'm not a Dudley guy like you. Um, so, again, it's really going to be about the cast they surrounded him with. And I don't think the cast is that good. I mean, Rajon Rondo. JaVel McGee. JaVel McGee. Quinn Cook. Contavious Caldwell Pope, Alex Caruso, who I watched take a lot of shots Pope's in the nice China shooter, games. But yeah, I understand what you're saying. I like the Avery Bradley. They love though. Caruso there. Oh my gosh. I, I just don't think the supporting cast is that good. And one thing about Anthony Davis, and I'm not freaking out about a thumb injury in the preseason. But, bro, he's had a very difficult time staying out. healthy. I think Danny Green's a big pick. That's huge for me. Um, but it's it's so trite to say this, dude. But it's like we really it really comes down to LeBron stays healthy. They're in the mix. He doesn't. He doesn't. It's 16 seasons, and right now health is a topic for him. It uh, has to be. Yeah, Can't say it without it. Look, if LeBron James isn't healthy, they're not a playoff team. I don't care oh, that Anthony no. Davis is there. No. Um, all right, so Lake, so we're going New Orleans eight, Golden State seven, Portland six, Lakers four. Excuse me, Lakers five. Lakers Who's four. four. The number four team, a team that is going to be underrated because of I the fact of is. where they play, and that's the Utah Jazz. The right. Jazz are at I number love four. Utah this year. You didn't think I, you said you know? What did you think I was going to? I say? thought you were going to say Denver. No, no, I'm I'm not saying Denver quite yet. I like Utah. I mean, I like the Connolly pickup. Donovan Mitchell's becoming a star. The Boyan Bogdanovich pickup was a good one. Huge. My guy, Ed Davis, came to town. They have a deep team. Rudy Gobert is a game changer defensively. Very quiet, under the radar team. Uh, defensively, they're going to be sick. Oh, no doubt. Defensively, they're going to be tremendous. Yep. I agree. I know. I like this team a lot. I love Conley to running the point. I, I like him settling down, giving Donovan in the backcourt kind of something to bounce off of because that's once he became primary, it got awkward. Yeah, no question about it. And Bogdanovich is a really good pickup. He's uh, so former good. net was a good pacer the last couple of years. Can hit the three. underrated defensively. Yep, yep. I like him. I mean, I think the Jazz are a fifty-five win team. I a hundred percent agree. Um, Gobert, obviously, another defensive player of the year. I, I love this team. I don't like this team. In fact, I'm going to look up their numbers. I'm going to give odds while we go along with this. I like that. Um, okay, so four is Utah. Where are you at? Three. 
Who do you think my three is? Let, let's you guess. Um, okay, so I said Denver. Obviously, you're not going Denver here because you laughed at me. It was disrespectful. I'm a guest on yeah, your Yeah, you podcast. disrespected the Nuggets. Uh, I'll say you're just going to say Clippers. Here. I'm going to say the Clippers. I'm going to say the And look, I, I think that the consensus, when I was polling everybody and asking people who's coming out of the East, who's coming out of the West, I think the team that won the most votes was probably this Clippers team, and I, and I understand why. After you're done, what I'm going to do is your eight through one teams, I'll give you their odds to win the West, and we'll see how you match up with Vegas. Well, I don't think I'm going to be accurate, because I'm giving you how I think things are going to end up. All right, let's go Clippers. Which is a little bit different. Why do you like them at three? Well, I like them at three. I guess I have to explain why I don't like them at one, and why I don't like them at that's two. That's the big thing, I was well, going to say, because I knew you were going to be contrarian. That's why It's not because, look, dude, you get on me for being too obvious. Contrarian. Now I'm a contrarian. What the hell do you want Patrick from Beverly, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard. Zubach, the kid's awesome. The, the Lakers said here's Zubach. I know Montrez Harrell, Lou Will. Yeah, dude, they are. Here's what I'll say about the Clippers: they are one through ten, and they've got two stars at the top. They are the most talented team in the Western Conference. The reason I'm picking them three is that there's a lot of newness, and I think in the NBA, I can't just put a bunch of stars together and assume it's all going to click. I understand it worked for the Miami Heat, even though they got off to a little bit of a tough start, but I think this West is so good, and there are so many teams that have played together, like the Jazz, even though they added Conley, like the Denver Nuggets, like the Blazers, that I don't think the wins are going to come easy. And Paul George is going to miss some time out of the gate. And I just think it's going to take time, as talented as this team is, for it to all come together in jail. same thing we said about Toronto. I'm going to, like, listen, this team's so What do you mean about Toronto? That was one guy that they added. There's a lot of different pieces on this team. He's that good, though, is what we're starting to realize. Yeah, no, he is that good. I'm not doubting that. And they overachieved last year. Defensively, they were a good team. What, they win two games against Golden State in round one? Yeah. I mean, that's ridiculous. Dude, they're tremendous. I'm not doubting that. I'm just t- explaining why I think in the regular season they're going to finish with the third best All right, record. So here, so okay, so let me just think of the way that you disrespected me when I said Denver. So is did you disrespect me enough to say Denver's not there yet? To say over Houston, we're going two one Western Conference. Evan Roberts. I'm going to say you're going. You know what? You're going Denver too. No, I'm not. The Denver Nuggets are going to finish with the best record in the Western Conference. Oh, boy. I'm, Houston. Oh, boy. Oh, Houston. Okay, fine. Houston, Houston too. Uh, I would imagine. Now, let me, I'll give you right now. I'll just tell you. Houston is the third betting favorite, 4-1 to one, to win the West. Okay. And I have them number two in the West. I have them number two in the West. By the way, the Clippers are uh, the betting odds, yeah. the odds on favorite to win the West at 250. The Lakers, your second betting favorite at 275. And well, like I said, the look, Rockets. It's not surprising. Nuggets are plus 1,000, so 10 to 1. Yeah, it's not surprising that the Nuggets and the Jazz are going to be disrespected. I fully understand that. Look, the Rockets are going to be fascinating to watch for obvious reasons. We get to see Russ and James Harden. Wait, let's play go together. Houston first. Well, I am going Houston. Oh, I thought, I'm Russ sorry, so I thought you said Harden. Denver. Okay. No, no. Houston has the two seed. Uh, I think watching those guys play together for the first time in a long time, and they're different players, too. That's the funny part about it. I mean, you think of Oklahoma City James Harden and Houston James Harden, they couldn't be any more different. I think for the most part, this is going to work, and I expect to see the same thing we've seen from the Houston Rockets for the last how many years. They're going to be a very good regular season team. A lot of us are going to start to buy that this is the year they get over the top, especially with the Warriors not being the Warriors, and I fully expect them to get tripped up in the postseason. I think they're they're very smart that they held on to P.J. Tucker and Clint Capella. There were rumors during the offseason they would shake it up even more 
But this is an incredibly talented team. Harden's going to put up sick numbers. He's going to piss people off because his game is annoying to watch. And I think the Rockets are going to put up an obscene number of wins and lose in the playoffs. I think they're top-heavy. I think they're top-seven. Last year, I believe they were last in bench scoring. The, the combustibility, Harden and Westbrook, listen, they wanted to play together. They're childhood friends. Apparently, they're tight. But here's the bottom line. I think you're going to look at a situation with Harden where there might be some load management um, because Russ kind of picks up for that. Uh, and also, Harden's not going to enjoy when Russ just goes YOLO and rogue and just starts launching threes, high-volume three-point shooting in, in, in Westbrook. That's not necessarily his thing, but that is D'Antoni's offense, D'Antonio's offense. So uh, I always get him and in, in, in East Lansing's Michigan State's coach mixed up. But that's D'Antoni's offense. If Russ is just firing threes, this could get ugly. Yeah, here's the thing about I love Eric Gordon. I love P.J. Tucker. I love Capella, but then that's about it. But you know what else? The Rockets and Mike D'Antoni, specifically Mike D'Antoni's resume outside of his time with the Knicks, is they are going to put up huge win totals in the regular season. That's what they've done the last three years. And even I think last they might year, step back this year in the regular season because, again, I do think that this isn't going to be an insanely statistical year for, Har- for Harden. Right. Um, because I just think that they're going to say, okay, we can leave. It's almost like leaving a cornerback on a wide receiver. You can leave one of those on the court alone, and they'll be fine. Yeah, but look at last year. So last year, the Rockets started their season off 11-14. All right? They, that's a big chunk of an NBA season to be under 525 games in. And then they went on a rampage. And then they right. went on that run and ended up with 53 wins. They won 53 games despite, despite starting the season <laughs> 11 and 14. I, I forgot I, they started so poorly. I should have remembered they started so poorly because remember, everybody had them like over 60 wins. It was right. crazy. And they still ended up winning 53 games. That's the thing about it. I, I'm just looking at Dan Tony and this Rockets track record over the last three years since he took over and even his time in Phoenix. His teams are going to win a ton of games. I mean, that number is going to be... they do in the regular season. Yeah. Except the, in New York. Yeah. Except in Los Angeles. That's the exception. Yeah. The, 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 the two stops there <laughs> were the exceptions. And number one, I love the Nuggets. I think the Denver Nuggets are they are going to be underrated for obvious reasons because, number one, here's why they're going to be underrated. Because their best player is Nikola Jokic. And you know how good he is, and I know how good he is, and I think a lot of basketball fans know how good he is, but is he talked about the same way that no. other elite players are? No. He's in Denver. He's a 2010 okay. and 8 guy. Dude. He is a big man who does things with the basketball that very few human beings in the history of the planet are able to do. He's as good a passing big man really as you'll is. ever see. He really And you know what else? That home that home court, they were like 34 and 7 last year at home. So that's the that's built in. Well, and also last year they won 54 games. They had the second best record in the Western Conference one year ago. The only team with a better record of the Warriors who we all admit are not the same. The Denver Nuggets didn't lose much from last year. In fact, what they did during the offseason was very small. It's not going to get the same hype as Kevin Durant or Kawhi Leonard. But Jeremy Grant, he's a good player, and he's an upgrade. And they brought back Paul Millsap, and Gary Harris and Jamal Murray are still there. This is a very – and Michael Porter, who knows what he is. We didn't see him at all last year as a young player. All they did was make small key moves to get better, dude, on a team that already won 54 games. And here's the other thing about Denver. They're going to learn from the disaster that was Game 7. I mean, Game 7, a chance to go to the Western Conference Finals against the Trailblazers in their own building. I think they learn 
from losing that game, the CJ McCollum game. So I love the Nuggets. I, yeah, to win and I like Malone. I, I first off, I like the mile high home court, which we mentioned. But I like the idea. You know, a couple of years ago, forty six wins. Last year's fifty four wins. It's the same nucleus that just keeps on getting better. Uh, yeah, I like Denver. I like that. All right. So the Evan Roberts Western Conference predictions: New Orleans eight, Golden State seven, Portland six, the Lakers five, Utah four, Clippers three, Houston two. And the Nuggets won. You like that? I actually do. I like the Nuggets won because they're the coming out of the West. They're the one, two, three, four, five. They're the sixth betting favorite. So I like you get plus 1,000 on them to come out of the West. Um, Yeah, I do. I do like it. And keep this in mind. So last year, because it's weird to say this because a year ago, we forget what everybody was thinking. A year ago, the Milwaukee Bucks had worse betting odds to come out of the East than the Denver Nuggets have right now to come out of the West. If I'm not mistaken, and I, I hate myself that I didn't make the bet, even though I wouldn't have won because the Bucks didn't come out of the East. But coming into the regular season last year, the Bucks were about twenty-eight to one just to come out of the East. And not this year; they're plus one seventy-five. No and favorites to come out the East. They should be. And by, and by the way, bro, by January that number changed. By December that oh, number changed. But at this time, the Bucks were kind of a forgotten about team. Now, take one second, all right? Take a sip of water, okay? Yep. Take that sip of water because I want to remind everybody that it's October. And you know what that means. It's my favorite time of year, and the NFL on CBS is continuing to be awesome. You can stream your local game live every Sunday with CBS All Access. They're available on all your devices. Whatever device you have, you can check out CBS All Access. And right now, we're going to give you a one-week free trial of CBS All Access by going to cbs.com slash Evan, cbs.com slash Evan, to get a free one-week trial of CBS All Access. Now, I'll leave this up to you. Do you want me to tell you what I think happens in the playoffs out west, or do you want to jump to the regular season? No, I want to go. I want to go eight seed. I want to go eight seed east. Here we go. Eight seed. Let's jump right into it. You ready? Yeah. The Toronto Raptors. All right. And I want to start off with them because I think I've been pressured into believing that the Toronto Raptors are even a playoff team, and so I begrudgingly say. Yeah, Toronto as the eighth seed. When initially, about three weeks ago, I probably would tell you Toronto's missing the playoffs, but I think I've been bullied. I've heard so much talk about how not only are the Raptors a playoff team, they could battle for the four seed or the three seed or the five seed. And I got to tell you, I'm a fan of Pascal Siakam. I think we all know he's an emerging star who's only going to get better this year. But the rest of this team was a nice supporting cast around Kawhi Leonard. Kyle Lowry's getting older. They tacked on another year to his contract. Marcus Gasol is a million years old. I like OG. And Anobi didn't play in the postseason because of the appendectomy. You're right. And I want to mention him because he's a growing future, I don't know if I would say star in this league, but certainly really good player. But guys like Fred Van Stanley Vliet. Stanley Johnson, they had to come off the bench. Okay, these are Van nice. Van Vliet's off the bench. They're 10-1 to 1 to, win the, to win the East. It's yeah, horrible. Bad. Horrible. They well, do. I mean, if you think about it, listen, Dude. I'm just telling you, I'm just putting it this way. They're one, two, three. They're the six betting favorites. So, yeah, I mean, an eight seed, that's not bad. All right, who you got seven? I got the Atlanta Hawks seven. I'm on the Hawks bandwagon, wow. man. Dude, they're loaded. I started I to like this. I started to think this last year watching them play. First of all, Trey Young was better than a lot of people thought. And John Collins is one of the most underrated players in basketball. John Collins Love is. Love John Collins. He's outstanding. 
And now you throw in all the young talent that they have. They add Cam Reddish, DeAndre Hunter to go along with Collins and Trey Young, even the uh, the shooter, what's his name, Herter. Jabari Parker, they add Herter's yeah. the kid from Maryland. Jabari's kind of one of those. Ah. Jabari's whatever. He's an option off the bench. Yeah, throw it, throw it against the wall. But this is a really good young, talented basketball team that's on the rise. I love John Collins. Oh, tremendous. Tremendous. So I got them in that 42-win range. I think the six, seven, eight spots are in that same range as By the way, here's year. something for you on John Collins. The Hawks were 24-37 and 37 with Collins in the lineup last season, 5-16 and 16 without him. No, that makes sense, man. Wow, Guys, so you have them slotted seven seed. By the way, they're like 50-1 to one to win the East. Well, look, I'm not betting them to win the East, but they are. You see this with, with young teams. I think we saw with my team last year with the Nets. When young teams make that jump, sometimes it happens a little bit quicker than you think. And I'm not saying they're winning 52 games. No, you got them in the postseason. I got them in the postseason. And you know what? They'll probably scare somebody in the postseason. I think they might be a year away from playoff contender, but I kind of like where you are with them. But well, it's intriguing. It's an intriguing lineup. I like the way it's being built. Look, look I, I think some of the ways you got to I don't think know about of, their coach. We'll find out. I think some of the ways you got to look at this is, okay, we have eight playoff spots in the East, right? Who is dropping out of the playoffs from a year ago? And I think one of them or two of them that you can look at that jump out at you starts with your team. I hate to say that, but the Detroit Pistons. Do you agree that they fall out of the playoffs? I mean, they're just so basic. I have no thoughts. I mean, I grew up in Michigan. I'm 41 years old. I love this team. Am I, uh, bro, am I supposed to get excited uh, because Derrick Rose is now a Piston? <laughs> am I supposed to get excited because Joe, with Joe Johnson out of Arkansas was my Detroit Piston, I, I'd love that. It's now, it's just such a basic, boring uh, team that I don't have a problem with you putting them 8-7 or dropping them out of the postseason. Yeah, I have them dropping out, and I, and I know they weren't a playoff team last year, but Charlotte came very close to making the playoffs. They were in the run to the very end. They won 39 games. I've got them dropping off big time for obvious reasons. Yep. And I, look, the Magic, I think a lot of people want to say the Magic are going to grow from last year, that they're only going to get better from last year. I watched a lot of the Magic last year because they were in a race with the Brooklyn Nets. And I'm a fan of Aaron Gordon. He was a guy that I would have loved for them to have he added. switched positions and actually looked legit. Yeah, I I just, I don't love them building off last year. I think they, they kind of maxed out at last year. I don't think they're winning 46, 47 games. So I look at Orlando, Detroit, and Charlotte, and I see three teams in the East they are going to drop off. So you say, okay, Ooh, well, who's going to fill their you spots? You like the Bulls at six. I do not like the Bulls at six. The Bulls are missing the playoffs. <laughs> You want to know who I like at six? <laughs> I thought you were going to completely shock us after Atlanta at seven. Uh, not re- I don't think this is a shock. You want me to tell you? Yeah, go ahead. Miami. You think that's Ooh, a shock? They're an exciting basketball team. Not well, at all. No, they're, I didn't say they're exciting, but they added Jimmy Butler. Goran Dragic Jimmy stays Butler. healthy. <laughs> Come on. Dude, someone has Pretending to Pretending like you added a superstar in Jimmy Butler is such fool's gold. He's it's not, hilarious. He's not a superstar, but he is on that level right underneath it. He's a good, very good player. He's fine. He's a closer. Philly's going to miss him. He's fine. Philly's going to miss him. He's fine. You don't think he's... He, I think it's fine. I think six sounds about right. Uh, Winslow really hasn't developed. He's fine. James Johnson, Myers Leonard off the bench. You know, Deion Waiters, Dragic, you mentioned Olenek. Uh... Out of bio, um, it's a pretty basic team with Jimmy Butler as a two-way player added to it. All right. I so mean, 
Are you excited no, about this team? No, I don't think the Toronto Raptors or the Miami Heat are exciting. I think the Hawks are only because they're a young emerging I 100% team. agree with you there. But, I mean, look at again, look at last year and look at the six, seven, eight teams in the Eastern Conference and tell me if you were excited about it. I just don't them. like paying Jimmy Butler in the position they're in is my I, point. I don't say – I'm not what, telling 31 you – 31-year-old, 30-year-old? Dude, I'm not telling you I like what Miami did because I don't think it's going to lead to them competing for the Eastern Conference Championship or an NBA title. But you need to find eight teams to make the playoffs in the That's Eastern fair. Conference. That's and fair. So you got them at six, Miami. So let's just recap quickly. Raptors, eight. Uh, Atlanta. I like the Atlanta pick. I think most consider them to be a year away from even the postseason. Then you have Miami at six. Who's five? I got the Indiana Pacers at five. And the Pacers lost a lot this offseason. Let's not forget that. I mean, we mentioned Bogdanovich, Thaddeus Young. Those two guys were that. probably, dude, they were their, a playoff team's two best players for a team that made the playoffs last year. Do add Malcolm Brogdon. They add Malcolm Brogdon, and eventually Victor Oladipo is going to come back, and obviously he's their star, and Turner is still there, and Sabonis is only getting better. And I like T.J. Warren. They're a good team. That's why I have them as a five seed. Or, a, yeah, a five seed. I mean, I have them as a five seed, but they, they lost a lot. I think of a lot of it has to do, and I know it sounds simplistic, but I think a lot of it has to do with where Sabonis is this year. Um, I, I, that's the reason Young was deemed expendable, so he, he now steps into that role. Look, the most important thing, and you're right, obviously, about what you said, but I think mo- the most important thing is the obvious, and that's Victor Oladipo being healthy. Sure. And they did an outstanding job overcoming the fact that they lost him last year. Well, I, they were 25-11 and 11 with him. Yeah. They were 23-23 and 23 without him. I mean, that's not bad, though. That's no, 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 no. Good coaching. I never thought I never listen, I, I swear to you, I never thought he was going to be a coach again, but he he's done a good job, McMillan. So I have Indiana at 46 wins as the as the five. All right. Seed. Now, who's at the we're talking about the East. Who's four? Who do you think I have four? Uh, OK, kid. I haven't really thought about it. OK, uh, I don't. Th- <laughs> we'll just say the Nets. <laughs> yes, I have the Brooklyn Nets at four because I knew you didn't want to get too eager. Well, I mean, no, I'm being honest. I mean, what do you want me to tell you? I think four is actually, I thought you were going to, I thought you were going to sandbag a little bit and have them like seven. No, 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 no. Look, my that goal, been, that would have been a dick move. Yeah. And I'm not going to do that. I, I try to, I try my hardest to be honest about this stuff. I know sometimes as a fan, you go Part to the life. extreme one way or the other, right? You get too giddy or you get too negative with your team. Uh, I think that my goal for the Nets, they won 42 games last year. D'Angelo's out, Kyrie's in, some of the veterans are out, like Jared Dudley, like Ed Davis, like Damari Carroll. I love the Torian Prince move. I've been impressed so far with what I've seen from him in the preseason. Nice three-point shooter. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, DeAndre Jordan, I think, is a really good addition, adding some toughness. My goal for them is 48 wins, okay? And I'm assuming no Kevin Durant. They won what last year? 42. Okay. That's a six-game improvement. That should be, you know, the difference between Russell and... And it, 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 honestly, just the difference between Russell and Irving should be the difference in those wins. Well, if, if, if that's what you think, then they should win more than 48 because Karis Levert was breaking out last year. He had that horrific injury, somehow came back. When he came back, he wasn't the same guy until the playoffs. By the playoffs, he was their best player. In the postseason, the Brooklyn Nets' best player was Karis Levert. It was not D'Angelo Russell, with all due respect to D'Angelo. If Levert is healthy... 
he has a chance to be an all-star. If he, he, you also have to be concerned about, uh, let's be fair about Irving's health. Always. No he's entering his, what, ninth year? Yep. Always have to be concerned about his health. And Kenny Atkinson does well with developing young players. Now that he has just this thrown into his lap, what's going to happen? Yeah, I think there's questions about the coach. I think one of the key questions on win total for the Nets is, how do they play when Kyrie doesn't play? Because the Nets are a conservative franchise. Even before they were any good, they would sit guys on back-to-backs. They were maintenance-staying guys long before playoff teams were doing it because they were doing it as a crappy team. Brooke Lopez was getting maintenance day. So I think they're going to handle Kyrie Irving with care. And so how do they play when Kyrie doesn't play? And I think Spencer Dinwiddie can do a fine job replacing him in those moments. I'm not factoring in Kevin Durant because jokes okay, aside. He's expected to miss the year. You're, you're eager for what? I am eager for him to not come back this season. And if he does come back this season, it's because have you heard anything what i've heard is that the nets are setting the bar that he won't play but i think they think he's going to play i think they believe he's going to come back in late march early april but they have to say what they're saying because if he didn't come back it would sound as if it was a disappointment i think you've got to set the bar low and not rush him I, i am thinking about this season in terms of no kevin durant Am I going to think about Kevin Durant if the Nets win 51 games and they're the two seed or the three seed? Of course, because then you have a chance to win an NBA championship. Oh, you're going to think about him. You're going to think about him laying next to your wife at night with your eyes closed. You're going to dream about him. What do you think? Okay, let me ask you. What do you think the odds are for the Nets to come out of the East? Uh, $100 would win you what? 18 to 1, maybe? Or 10 to 1. Really? They're giving him 10 to 1. A lot of respect. Well, you know what it also it is, though? I think there's skepticism about everybody. And, and let's, let me get I think th- for good reason. Let, well, let me get to my number three team. Who do you All think right. my number three team is? I think your number three team is Boston. No, it's Philadelphia. Because I really believe after Milwaukee, there is a significant drop-off. People are trying to make it seem as if this is all about Philadelphia and all about Milwaukee. There are so many looming questions about the 76ers. First of all, let's get to Ben Simmons. Because he gets a three in the preseason against a non-NBA team doesn't mean he's going to add that to his game. That's number one. Number two, losing Jimmy Butler's a big I'm deal. I'm addition by subtraction with Jimmy Butler. He, I, think he, I think the court opens up without him. Well, here's why I think you're wrong. Late in the game, close game, who is the ball in the hands of? Just pick and roll with Embiid and Simmons. Who was the ball in the hands of last year as the Sixers came oh so close? To Jimmy not- Butler. Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler's a closer, bro. Sorry, I'm not saying he's a superstar, but I trust him with the ball in his hands a hell of a lot more than Ben Simmons or Joel Embiid. It's going to end up being Joel Embiid if he's healthy, which I think is always a looming question. I think they're going to miss Jimmy Butler more than you think. And here's the other guy they're going to miss, J.J. Redick. J.J. Redick killed the Nets in that first-round series. Do they have enough shooters? Are there enough shooters on this team, bro? I don't know. I think they're going to be a good defensive team. I think the chemistry goes up. Uh, But the question about shooting, Redick was huge for them. Yeah. Now you're right. I'm just looking right now. I mean, I'm a big Harris guy. Another year in that system, I kind of like. I like him, too. I think Horford's going to really help him. I don't know. They could be really, really good defensively. Yeah, and I think Al Horford will help him in a playoff series against Milwaukee. We saw that last year. I just think there are a lot of key questions about this Sixer team. And I think there's just a big drop-off win total-wise after Milwaukee, who's clearly going to be my one team. love Jimmy Butler in the backcourt for this team. Well, I think they're going to miss him, dude. I think when you are a championship-caliber team, 
All right? If that's what you're going to be, I think it's really important that you have a guy who you give the basketball to in the final 35 seconds, and you can say, win us the freaking game. I just think without – it it comes down to Embiid, and I think without Butler – Look, just when this when the ball runs through him, which it's going to have to do, I think it's a unique team defensively, and I think uniquely it's going to run through the big's hand like it like it should. I think they could be. It's how the pieces come together because if they come sure. together in a unique way, I don't know if Brett Brown's capable. I think they could be really good. Yeah, I think if Ben Simmons elevates his game and Joe Embiid continues to grow and stays healthy, and yeah. Simmons says yeah. he's never been happier. I okay. don't know what that means. But <laughs> he's getting laid all the time. I don't well, know. Well, it works, bro. Number two is Boston. Yeah, number two is Boston. I like him this year to have a, a, a bigger win total than last year for a couple of reasons. Let's start with Gordon Hayward. Gordon Hayward was, I guess, considered a part of the issues in that Celtic locker room that Stevens was kind of forcing him in. His relationship with Stevens was a big deal. Yeah, and man, I, I get it. Gordon Hayward, whenever I watched him, was a shell of his former self. I think he's just going to be significantly better this year. I think another year removed from that injury. He's just going to be flat out better. That's number one. Number two, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. They're going to succeed more with Kyrie not being there. For whatever reason, whoever we want to blame. I'll give you the reason. Kyrie's out and Kemba's in. Okay. Well, I mean, no, no, I I mean, you don't want to say you don't want to admit it because he's on your team. That's not the true. Dude stinks. When you have a locker room that that that's that small and you're traveling together for seven months of the year, you're around each other all the time. You just have that energy that's just kind of sitting there all of the time like a wet blanket. That's Kyrie, man. No, I, I dude, no disrespect. Dude, 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 I hope dude. he's a happy human, but he doesn't seem like it. No, no. And I I agree with that because Kyrie Irving basically said that in his Nets press conference that he took the blame for the failure. He took the blame for the failures in Boston. He said, I failed oh, as a leader. Oh, he's constantly trying to be the big... Whatever, he's fake. What do you want from him? He I don't, he you know failed. what I want from him? To not be passive-aggressive okay. at every turn. Uh, well, here's the deal. It's all on him now with the cell, uh, with the Nets. Trust me. I'll be the first one to call his ass out. Oh, stop talking yet. about your Nets. We're talking about the Boston You're bringing Celtics. up Kyrie Irving. Uh, you, you don't think that... Okay, so you tell me Kemba in, Kyrie out, and you're telling me the team's getting better. Yeah. Well, I think the team's getting better for n- multiple reasons. I think Tatum is going to improve. I think Jalen Brown's going to improve. They both were and down th- last year. Yeah, and I think they were affected by whatever was going on in that locker room, and I think that Gordon Hayward's going to be better. Jalen can't shoot. I have a problem with him as a player in particular. Uh, Tatum, I, I, well, he just couldn't create. Like, what was his... This is a big year was... for him, man. This is a big Huge. year. Because we're going to find out what he is, I think. Because two years ago in the postseason, he carried that team to a Game 7 against LeBron. And then last year, it just looked like a very basic basketball player. I think that the records between Boston, Philadelphia, and the Nets win-loss total-wise, I think it's going to be very close. I just don't think there's a great difference win total-wise between the three of those teams. I do think there is going to be a a somewhat significant win total difference with Milwaukee. I'll tell you this. The 76ers are your second betting favorite in the East at 2-1. to The Celtics are 7-1. to Okay. And the Milwaukee Bucks are favored at plus one seventy. Wait, say that one more time. Philadelphia. Okay, so what? Just, let me just explain it so yeah. for people. The Milwaukee plus one seventy five. A hundred for them to come out of the East wins you one hundred seventy five. Okay, a hundred if you bet on the 76ers to come out of the East wins you two hundred dollars. Now look at this drop off. If you bet the Boston Celtics to win the East, a hundred wins you seven hundred dollars. Yeah, so there is a drop off. No, and I, I I understand that that's the consensus. The consensus has been in the East. It's Milwaukee, Philadelphia, and everybody else. I just don't feel that way. That's all. I just all right, disagree so, with that. But you obviously do like Milwaukee, and let's see. I why. love Milwaukee. No, no, I think Milwaukee's getting. You think that. it's it's. You think Milwaukee, regardless of conference, has that's that's your team to come out. It's not even close. Well, 
Look, I think the playoffs will be close, but here's no, what I'm just I, saying conference-wise. Yeah, I think they're going to finish the, with the best record in the Eastern Conference. And one thing I lean towards, and it's a part of why I lean towards Denver out West, is I think continuity matters. You know, one thing about the three other teams in the East behind Milwaukee, there are some significant changes with those rosters. We just went through what happened in Boston with Kyrie out and Kemba in. That's significant. <laughs> we saw we and they lost Al Horford, by the way, and that's significant for Philadelphia. They added Al Horford. They lost Jimmy Butler. Now I get it. They went through a lot of changes in the middle of last season, which is remarkable. They were able to overcome it as much as they did to get to the seventh game of the second round. I like Milwaukee. Look, they lose a key player in Malcolm Brogdon. No question. But you still have Bledsoe. You still have George Hill. Wes Matthews is okay. Let's go starting five. I'm just thinking of Bledsoe, Lopez, Wesley Matthews, Middleton, Middleton, and Giannis. Giannis. That's pretty freaking good. And and remember, Korver off the bench, George Hill off the bench. Connaughton. Who they is brought in the kid from Phoenix. What's that kid? A bender. Dragon bender. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Uh, Budenholzer is a good, that's a great, not good coach. And Giannis is only getting better. I mean, Giannis Antetokounmpo I don't is, even know what we're going to get from that dude this year. It's insane. I think it's just going to be, he's just going to get better and better and better. I mean, we what can. What about his MVP odds? Let me get those. I mean, right now he's got to be the favorite. Why wouldn't he be? The Bucs are the best team in the Eastern Conference. He's still a growing, ascending young player in this sport. And I think that's a big part of why I picked Milwaukee. But I also like the fact that there's a lot of continuity with this team. And I would think that they're going to have a major edge after what happened last year. I know that the expectations coming into the season weren't that they would come out of the East. But they won 60 games last year. Okay, so what do you think their win total is set at this year in Vegas? 59 and a half. It's not bad. 57 and a half. Yeah, so they have them down a few games. They only they only finished two games ahead of Toronto, but we know Toronto's taking a big hit losing Kawhi. They were nine games better than Philadelphia. Do you really think that changes significantly? No, I don't think so. Okay, T- set your total number for your Nets. Forty-eight wins. You think they're going to win forty-eight? Yeah, I hope so. And that's okay. My well, prediction. then you should you should take Jets uh, college tuition and you should hammer the over because what do you think Vegas has the Nets set? Forty-four at? and a half. Forty-three and a half. That's very dude. They won forty-two games last year. I'm just telling you. I All mean, I'm doing is giving you the information, kid. If you want to go bet it, I'm in Las Vegas, unfortunately. <laughs> I can make the bet for you. Just ship me the money. Don't tell Sylvia, and we'll get it done. Uh, how many wins do you think the Nets are going to have? I think they're a 46 to 48 win okay. team. All right, so then you're with me. We're in the same range. Do you think Durant comes back this year? Yes. Really? 100%. Really? 100%. When do you think he makes his net debut? April. Regular season or postseason? Th- April 1. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, it's not an April Fool's. No, all kidding aside, I think he, I think they're way, like, you know more than I do, um, but we know, I just think it's almost like when a doctor gives you bad news because they want to set you up for something. I think he's way ahead of schedule is what I'm understanding. Yeah. Well, I, I wonder if their success or failures has a lot to do with if he comes back. For example, let's say the over-under is right, and they only win 43 games in the seventh seed. Is he coming back? Is he coming back in a 7-2 matchup against the Philadelphia 76ers? He's the type of dude, like, he gets crushed a lot, and a lot of it he brings on himself. I think he comes back. I think he's that type of dude. He showed us in the postseason okay, last year. If he comes back, where do you th- what do you think ends up happening in the Eastern Conference? Then I'll tell you what I think happens, but do you go think ahead. the Nets go on some kind of big run then? I think if Kevin Durant comes back, now this has to be, this is me telling you, I think Kevin Durant is Kevin Durant. Right. Uh, I think they win the East. Wow. Oh, jeez. You're giving me a... I mean, I just think he is... I'm excited back here. Listen, 
I, I think a two way game with him and Kyrie, if Kyrie's head is right, we just, it's almost because we, you know, we, we've only talked about his injuries. You forget Kevin Durant's just the dumbest player we've ever watched. He's insanely good. No, he is tremendous. He is tremendous. You're, you're, I, I see, a, to me, I'd be excited about him. I'd be sad about Kyrie and just pretend to people that I was happy about Kyrie. Well, I'm not pretending. I'm honest. I've been, I, I think I've been honest with you and been honest on the, on the station. I've never been a big fan of Kyrie Irving. I've got a lot of concerns about Kyrie Irving, but when a guy comes to your team, I'll give you the opposite view of this. Um, Joe, my radio partner, the great Joe Beningo, love Joe, would always rip Beltron. And I would say, but look what he did in Houston. And Joe would always say about Beltron and anybody else, I don't care what someone did elsewhere. It's about what you do for my team. And I think, bro, that's a fair way to look at things, saying, I don't care what you did somewhere else. It's about what you do here. I don't care that Brett Favre was a Hall of Fame quarterback in Green Bay. It's about what you do here. I and think just that's, hope you don't get the soap opera with Kyrie every oh, freaking day. With I agree. Wins. But don't you think from that same standpoint, you should do the same thing with even a guy like Kyrie yes. Irving? I so think I, everybody deserves a chance. So yes. I've got to do that. Am I, okay, I'm not fine. You I'm, don't have to get mad at me because you got one of the biggest pain in the asses on your team. Well, and you're the, pretending you're, to care. You're acting like I love him. Like yeah, I'm you propo- do. You do love. Well, he's Kyrie. on my team. I want him to be good. Okay, so you do love him. Well, I, okay, based on that, I love everybody on my team. I hope they do well, but I'll call his ass out if he doesn't. I just like I to s- say right now, my, my me Patrick, if he was on the Pistons, it wouldn't matter anyway. So I wouldn't like him. <laughs> well, that's different. <laughs> Wait, so how are we gonna? So do you want to go back to the West as far as the postseason? Yeah. Okay, give- quickly, let me just say: Raptors eight, uh, Atlanta seven, Miami six, uh, Pacers five, Netsies four, Philly three, Boston two, and then Milwaukee one. All right, All right. Go ahead. Denver defeats New Orleans in the one eight matchup out West. The Lakers will defeat Utah in the 5-4 matchup. Now we're in the postseason. The line rotations tighten up a little bit. We got King LeBron. I like the Clippers over Portland. I like Golden State over Houston in the 7-2 matchup. That's right. (laughs) That's huge. (laughs) You love that. I love that. Uh, Nuggets-Lakers in the conference semis. I like the Nuggets. I really do. I'm, I'm going all the way with this, man. They are... That's a, a big step for them. I, I think it's a monstrous step because not only do they get back to that same round they got knocked off last year, they're going through LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Huge. So my prediction is Anthony Davis does not play in that series. He has some kind of injury. Oh, stop. How do you just making things up? I, I'm making things up. And then I'll give you another big upset. I like the Warriors over the Clippers in the conference. <laughs> semis. See, that's what you did. You sandbagged that seven and now you've got them winning the whole thing. Yeah. Well, I didn't say winning the whole thing. Okay, but so you've got Denver coming out of the conference? Yeah, I got Denver knocking off Golden State right. in the Western Conference Finals. I think the Warriors are one of those teams where if they just make the playoffs, they'll prove to be dangerous, and that's why I've got them as a seven seed getting to the Conference Finals. All right, so my man has the Nuggets representing the West. Let's go East. All right, the Bucks will beat the Raptors. How about that? A little rematch. Oh, <laughs> A little 1-8 rematch. A little revenge. A little revenge without Kawhi. Bucks will beat the Raptors in the 1-8 matchup. My Nets will get out of the first round this year. They'll beat the Pacers. The Celtics will get a scare from the Atlanta Hawks, very similar to mm. 2008. Remember that when the Settled, Hawks... Settled down. Yes, I do. Hawks were a young 38-39 win team. The Celtics were that juggernaut with the big three. I think it's very similar. Celtics get scared, but they win the series. All right. Philadelphia beats Miami. Notice how I paired them together? Jimmy yes. Butler. Jimmy. <laughs> Philadelphia, they'd wax them. Go ahead. Philadelphia will then play Boston in the next round of the playoffs and defeat them. 
and my team will get humbled by the Bucks. The Bucks will go through the Brooklyn Nets in the second so round. So we of have 2019-2020. The association, Evan Roberts, here on his official podcast, is telling you that the Denver Nuggets. I mean, <laughs> Silver loves this matchup. He's got the Denver Nuggets and the Milwaukee Bucks. That's right. Bucks that beat, is a blockbuster. Bucks kids. beat the Sixers in the conference finals easily. Bucks. Nuggets NBA Finals. Your thoughts? You like that? I'm going to give you futures on those two to win the championship. The Bucks are at plus six hundred, so six to one. All not right. bad. All right. Your uh, let's see, sixteen to one plus sixteen hundred on the Nuggets. What are my thoughts? Yeah. I, my, I, here are my thoughts because we're you and I are NBA nerds. I'd get so excited for that matchup because it's just something different. Oh, yeah. And also, it'd just be fun. I'd love to watch the Nuggets and the Bucks. I think those two teams uh, schematically as well and just the way that their lineups are set would match up well. What would be, if I asked you right now, because your job has been to clown on my predictions, what would be your NBA Finals prediction if you had well, to Well, as soon as you started to go into Never Neverland and said, my prediction is Anthony Davis doesn't play in a series, I realize you're just <laughs> filling the air with words. So I'm not... <laughs> like, what <laughs> What would be my... Pre- I, how, bro, how can I go away from Milwaukee coming out of the East? I think they're going to be so good this year, it's going to be insane. And then I think the clip come out of the West. And, I, and by the way, I think that... I know it's boring, but that's where I'm at. Well, no, I, I, what I was going to say is I think that is the consensus pick, but I also don't think it's boring because just remind yourself what you just said. You just said that the Los Angeles Clippers, Clippers. are coming out of the West. That's and by a big the way, deal, bro. I think I told you this. So they're embalmer is by far the richest person on the planet. You know, he's he's but they decide they did something in Los Angeles and we'll let you go with this. They did something in Los Angeles where they note there was this capitalization, this little window that they saw as far as trying to capitalize on the popularity because the Lakers got such a weird vibe around them right now. Like L.A. never embraced LeBron. LeBron never embraced uh, L.A. And all that happened with the front office and Genie and Palinka and Magic, it just felt gross there. And all of a sudden, I'm walking my dog through the park, and I'm noticing all of the backboards in the parks were being removed, and they were re- being replaced with new backboards with the Clipper insignia on them. Wow. So the Clippers are fighting for Los Angeles right now. It's never, I mean, it's Mets, Yankees, it's Jets, Giants. It's never going to be. But they do feel like kind of the cool team right now. And I just think they're going to be really, really good. And I think Kawhi is, I, I know this is a crazy prediction. Uh, I think Kawhi ends up being a pretty good basketball player. <laughs> yeah. I wonder how similar the the Clipper-Laker dynamic is to Knicks-Nets. And the one thing that helps the Nets is that there is no, they're not close. You saw obviously. what Durant said. Yeah. I mean, he said what it's I like think. They're not cool. Right. Right. It, but the, the Clipper-Laker thing, I mean, these are two really good teams that could play in the Western Conference Finals. Yeah, I mean, and the, they, Lakers, the Clippers don't register in the city. Right. The Clippers didn't register in Los Angeles when they had Blake and Paul and DeAndre. No, I get it. And I think the Nets have had a tough time registering. I feel a difference now with the, the signing of Durant and the signing of Kyrie Irving. They have the but... Brooklyn branding going for them as opposed to New York Nets. They have the Brooklyn branding, which I think helps. I think it could be a very fun year. Yeah, I think the problem with L.A., and I say this from afar not living there, it, it kind of piggyback on what you just said, that the Nets can say, hey, we're different. We're Brooklyn. We represent something cool, something yeah, different. Yeah, we're a borough. We have our own arena. The Clippers can't even say that. I mean, they are sharing the arena with the Los Angeles Lakers. I know Bomber's trying to get a new one, but they have to create a new identity, and it's almost tough to create an identity when you're sharing the same arena as the L.A. Lakers. All right, so you have, did you tell me, did Denver beat the Bucks? 
Uh, no, I'm going to go all the way and say the Bucks win the NBA championship. All right. That's where I'm going. Now, wait, I, I got to call you out on something. Oh, what did I, what I do? Because in one breath, you said, I like the Bucks, But then a few minutes earlier, you said Durant's going to come back. And if he does, the Nets win yeah, the Yeah, you know what? So that which one is doesn't it? make any sense. <laughs> um, so I was a little short sight. Let me just be very clear about something. Yes. I got a little giddy about Durant coming back. Okay. I still like the Bucks. Let me just fair. rewind. I'm a big man. I can admit my, my faults here. That's fair. What I meant was... No, the Bucks. The Bucks. To me, I think the Bucks this year. I think the Bucks beat the Clippers in the finals. I think the Bucks are going to be a freaking machine. And one last prediction: I think Steph Curry is going to win the MVP. And I know that may be tough since the Warriors. Agree with you. It goes back to what we were talking about. I yep. Think it's if it's possible for him to be underrated, he is. Yeah, obviously Giannis would be the safe pick, especially if Milwaukee. Curry's going to go so. Remember a few years ago, maybe it was three seasons ago, when every single Curry game was must watch. Yeah, we're going back there. I think you're right. Patrick, you're the best. Thank you for Thanks, doing this bro. with me. Appreciate it. This has been our NBA predictions podcast next week. And I know Patrick's going to download this one next week. The Brooklyn Nets season preview yes. roundtable. Yeah. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Evan Roberts podcast.